Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, for our business, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai for your next ride. Check them out in Lebanon at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings. They're at calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Speaking of bone and joint, if you missed yesterday's doc talk with Dr. Michael McNamara, who is a spine specialist, we talked strictly Caleb Farley, his two back surgeries, and the impact of that, the healing process of that. So if you missed that yesterday, uh, go ahead and go back after our show this morning. Make sure you find it on the same channels you're watching right now because it was really good information about what happened with Caleb Farley so, uh, Zach, now we found out what happened with Rashad Weaver. Uh, allegedly, on April 18th, he punched a woman outside of a bar at 2.28 a.m. in the morning. Something never never goes right then. But, Zach, I'll turn it over to you to kind of tell the story about more of what is being alleged of Rashad Weaver, the Titans' fourth-round draft pick. Well, and he has been charged with one count of simple assault in connection to that incident that you just mentioned and of the, the night of April 17th, morning of April 18th, uh, they're outside of a bar. Demetria Nivelis, who uh, appeared to be uh, in connection with, with him, maybe his girlfriend. Uh, but uh, the a complaint came in and an incident occurred outside of this bar. There were two witnesses that said that they witnessed the altercation or incident. Now, one witness said that that she did see uh, Weaver punch Miss Nivellis. The other one, the other witness said she did not see the actual punch, but did see her fall to the ground. The attorney of uh, Mr. Weaver of Rashad Weaver, he denies all of these uh, allegations, saying they are completely false and reckless to accuse his client of these. So uh, Miss Nivellis was released after this incident uh, to go home. But there is there is something that we do need to pay attention to because this, I think, is some, I guess, uh, you could say it's some damning evidence within the complaint. We have to also understand this is just an accusation. There's charges pending. But uh, I, I want to showcase this. Because I do think that this is very important. Because if you if you read within the complaint, this is what was heard. Quote, stated to other officers on the scene that he had no problem hitting a female if they needed it. That was filed within the complaint of what Rashad Weaver said or accused to have, have said. And then the other thing, the officer followed up with the, the, the victim and four days later, she actually went to the Ohio Valley Hospital because she was vomiting at the hospital. She was diagnosed with a concussion, according to the complaint. And to wrap this story up, the preliminary hearing is scheduled for October 5th at Pittsburgh Municipal Court. 
So that kind of gives you a little bit of an overview. There was an incident outside of a bar. Uh, the accusation is that that Rashad Weaver uh, simply assaulted or hit uh, this woman. She went to the ground. She was released. Later went to the hospital a few days later, and now he's charged with simple assault. So th- these are all is all public record, and yeah. I think I'll pass it over to you, Austin, because information is key, and information is key when drafting a player and signing him to a possible contract. And it sounds like the Titans didn't do their due diligence. Yeah, and so, you know, look, Keelan says his lawyer said it was false. You know, someone over here saying, well, there are always allegations. We got to watch, is he facing charges or convicted? He's facing charges. You know, there's a lot I'm of questions. I'm just telling you the story that well, was reported. Right, and so there's a lot of comments that are talking about the, the details and saying, well, well, you have to, we have to wait for this, see how it plays out. Yes, allegations are allegations, but for the team that we cover, it is all about the statement the Titans sent out yesterday saying that they were made aware and, and learned of the situation Monday morning, right? They drafted him on Saturday, and this happened April 18th in the, in the early hours of the morning, and the charges were filed on uh, Friday, April 30th. And the, the problem is now the Tennessee Titans for the second year in a row have a high-profile issue that they're dealing with with a draft pick. And it's and you're right, Zach. It's not doing your due diligence. And so I, I made the point yesterday, and I tried to look to find a theme of the draft to find out did the Titans take this draft more seriously than last year when it comes to the people they're drafting, not just the player? And what did I come up with? That six of the eight draft picks the Titans made were at the Senior Bowl in January where the Titans got to watch them go through a week of practice, go through a week of work, be around these players to an extent. And Rashad Weaver was one of the six guys at the Senior Bowl. But you can't just say, okay, we saw him in January. We think he's a hard worker. He would think he's a good football player. He seems like a good kid and be done with it. You have to continue to evaluate throughout the entire process. And I got to give Paul Kaharski a ton of credit for following up on this story and updating this morning who Paul reached out to five sc- scouts from five different teams. And as of this morning, Paul said three teams knew about this incident Two of them did not, and then the Titans also did not. If you're the Tennessee Titans, it makes you look lazy in your evaluation process of human beings because of what happened with Isaiah Wilson, which they got bamboozled with that, and now what's happening with Rashad Weaver. It makes them look not thorough, and it makes them look like they cut corners and and gave up and ended their evaluation process before they actually drafted the guy, and it's a bad look an awful look that this happened. You have to know about these things. There's no excuse to not know about these things. Well, they have seven draft picks out of 259. I mean, you, you get seven opportunities. Eight, eight but yeah. But uh, you, you, you look at it and you sit there and you say, how can you miss on this? Like the, wh- and, and here's the big question. Would they have drafted him if they knew this? Because what you just referenced, some teams knew, some teams didn't. Well, the Titans drafted him. They admitted to us that they did not know until Monday, based on their statement. 
That's the problem. And what you don't know, and this, it's the trend. History, I always, I always say this, and whether you like it or not, if you have a criminal record and a police officer or a court is going to look into you and punish you a little bit more severely, if you get pulled over and you've got a crack record and you've been popped five times, they're going to treat you differently. A court is going to treat you differently if you've been in jail because you've had a meth problem for years because they're not going to send you back out on the streets. They're going to try to either get you help or put your ass in jail. Your history matters. And what the history, unfortunately, is saying by this particular scouting department and management group of the Tennessee Titans, they're not very good at doing their due diligence with players. Their first round draft pick a year ago, Isaiah Wilson, is on the streets, not in the NFL. He was like that less than 365 days prior to them drafting him. Yeah, and I think B-Hall brings up a good point. He says, the worst part is there's not a scenario that makes them look better. Not knowing or drafting him by right? actually knowing, look, bo both are bad. Right? I agree, Ben. I agree. I'm going to read, I'm gonna read uh, the, the statement verbatim that the Titans put out and sent to the media yesterday. Quote, we were made aware of this news this morning. We obviously take this seriously and are in the process of gathering details and working with the league, end quote, end statement. That's it, right? My problem, so, I, I think they should have left out, obviously. I think that was the wrong word. PR, here's some, obviously, you didn't obviously take this seriously because you obviously didn't do the due diligence prior to the draft. Yeah. That's not obvious. Leave that word out. Your actions have yielded that that's not obvious. Yeah, and, and I think, and Ronald's right, should have done that after Panda and Isaiah Wilson makes this so much worse. Oh, the, the, yeah, I mean, the, yes. The one thing... The Tennessee Titans could not afford to do was this in this draft. It doesn't matter first round, second, third, fourth, whatever. They could not afford to draft a player with off-field issues. And the fact that that Paul Kaharski is reporting that three other teams were aware of this situation. Hell, yesterday I was just saying that Rashad Weaver was probably one of the best value picks they got in this draft, along with Elijah Molden. That he dropped a little bit to the fourth round. Guy was an All American last year. Why on the do you think field. he dropped? Huh? I wonder why. I wonder if it's more than the three teams that Paul's talked to already that knew about this, right? So it's you. They they could not afford to do this. They and, and they now again egg on their face because I haven't heard about a story about another team having a bad draft pick that turned out to do something like this this year on top of the disaster that was Isaiah Wilson last year. It's an unmitigated disaster that they've done this again. And and here's the deal. Everybody's going to say, and look, we I don't know how, we'll find out October 5th more or if they sell or whatever, right? It's not the fact of, of what could come out of this. It's the fact that you're put in a situation and being accused and charged with simple assault. That's the issue. Yeah. This this could, and I, look, I have my own opinions on it, this could easily be brushed under the rug, we never hear anything about it, and Weaver goes on to play a, a, a long career. That could probably happen, right? But it's the fact of the matter after the draft, immediately after the draft. The number one news story is not why the 49ers took Trey Lance over Mac Jones. It now has kind of turned to, 
Wow, an NFL team didn't do their homework, and this is now being revealed after they have drafted the player. This was right. national news yesterday because there wasn't much news. They, but, I, I, I think yeah. I look at that, and that is eye-opening. Never put yourself in scenarios, whether you're a football player or you're just a regular-ass civilian. Don't put yourself in position to be charged with simple assault. That's, I always say that. Whether you're in college and you have something happen to you, we've seen that a lot. Whether you're a professional and you see that, athletes try, and I don't know how they can't do this, try to put yourselves in better situations. And one thing can be true, Austin. Rashad Weaver did not. No kidding. All right, so uh, I'm going to tee off on a certain comment here in a second. Uh, But uh, we do want to ask you guys a question about this, and that is how can the Titans be held responsible for making this mistake? Drafting Rashad Weaver, Weaver with the assault charges filed against him and telling everybody else that they didn't know about this until Monday morning. So we're going to ask you guys that question. How can the Titans be held responsible for this mistake this year? But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether you want to create extra cash flow for you and your family, have long-term equity by renting out your property instead of selling, RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. If you have a son or daughter who's about to graduate from high school, from college, move out of your house, whatever the hell they're doing, make sure they have a great place to go to in the mid-state area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. BetMGM, they are the title sponsor of this morning's show. Download the app today and use promo code ATOZ Sports. They got great promotions running. It's a great app. You can win some money. It makes the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball a lot more interesting. They got promo boosts galore. BetMGM, use that code ATOZ Sports. ATOZ Sports here live on this Tuesday. We're asking you the question how can the Titans be held responsible? for this mistake they've made. And and I do want to tee off on Tony, who's in the comment section saying, remember, they're just allegations. Tony McCready. Again, the key word is allegations. Tony, we know they're allegations. The problem here is that the Titans did not know about this until after it became public to everybody else and they drafted the guy. And this happened before they drafted the guy. And Kenneth says, no excuse. The Titans didn't do their due diligence. That is the focus of today's show. We cover the Tennessee Titans. The Titans have done this again. We know their allegations, but the fact is, charges were filed. And the Tennessee Titans could not allow for this to get out. If they knew about it and wanted to draft the guy anyway, they'd get ahead of it, be proactive, not reactive, because now they look bad. But like Ben said earlier, there's no way for them to look better in this situation. If they drafted him knowing about it, that's a bad look. If they drafted him not knowing about it like they did, it's a bad look. So, Tony, it's not about that. It's about the Titans not knowing and doing their full homework and cutting corners. Yeah, and uh, look, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. I, I don't. I think you would question if they would draft him if they knew this. I, I say because it's of hindsight. Isaiah, I get it. It's because hindsight. of Isaiah Wilson, they should have stayed away. That. And and you you always think you cannot allow for public perception to impact your process, but for the Tennessee Titans, as big of a disaster and, and as bad as Isaiah Wilson burned you last year, where you had to spend your second round pick to fix the issue, maybe 
with Dylan Raidens, now you couldn't afford to do this, and they did it. So how can we hold the Titans responsible? I mean, I think this is a uh, pretty tough question. Uh, you you really can't. Yeah, and Corey brings up Jeffrey Simmons. And again, Jeffrey Simmons was a... Did, Four not, years removed. Right, not the same as Isaiah Wilson. Three Jeffrey, years removed. I'm sorry, uh, Rashad Weaver. Jeffrey Simmons, his issue, which was very public, happened when he was still in high school before he went to Mississippi State, and he went through his college career without any issue off the field and was a model citizen at Mississippi State, according to the people that Titans talked to and according to people that we talked to who are around Mississippi State in that program. And Jeffrey Simmons has been fantastic ever since that issue. Rashad Weaver, this happened two weeks, less than two weeks before they drafted him. Not three years, less than two weeks. And I was critical of Jeffrey Simmons in the draft pick of, of the chance they took on him at the pick they did. And Jeffrey Simmons, I've said on this this program before, has proved me and a lot of other people wrong. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons has been a model citizen since he's been a Titan. He's proven that he's changed his way, and that was a, a bad incident and a lack of judgment at the time in high school. But he is... He's earned, I think, a lot of people's trust back on this. But Austin, as you said, this is two weeks ago. <laughs> like, it's it's not stemmed from months prior or a year prior. This was literally two weeks ago. And it all stems back to them not knowing. You, you only have a handful of opportunities to draft players, okay? That is important to help build your football team, build your business, and try to win a Super Bowl. If you don't do your due diligence and go back and do your research of the guys you draft, that's a problem. It's a fundamental flaw. And so I, I need to bring up what Paul Kaharski reported. Uh, his updated report as of this morning was he's talked to five other NFL team scouts. Three teams knew about the Rashad Weaver charges. Two teams did not. The Titans would be a sixth team who said yesterday in a statement that they did not. They were made aware of it that morning. Uh, so if you've got, you know, 50% of those teams that Paul's talked to uh, knows about it and, and 50 did not, uh, it's also uh, the fact that Paul is saying that most teams always circle back the week of the draft and the days before to circle back and go through and have follow-up conversations with guys they're very interested in. And you you got to think the Titans have to do that. Like every team should do that. Like you can't just rely on the senior bowl and your other on field evaluation of a guy or the five zoom meetings that you had throughout the process. You have to have those follow-up conversations to make sure nothing has changed right before the draft. We go back to two words, Super Bowl window, about well, three words, I guess three words, Super Bowl window that, that they, they have to make sure their, their picks are correct. And they took chances. We talked about the makeup pick in the second round. Justified, right? I, I mean, I didn't love the pick, but it was justified because they needed, they still needed a right tackle, right? They still needed a young tackle to groom, whether to play on the right side or the left side, depending on Taylor Wan coming back from injury. Like they, I get it. I understand it. Justified. But all of these mistakes that they're making are. I go back to fundamental flaw. It's a fundamental flaw of the scouting department and organization and management 
of doing the research on the players that they're drafting. All right. So Danny says, okay, wait, it happened two weeks ago and the charges were filed after his name got called in the draft. No, Danny, no. The charges were filed before he was drafted and the Titans learned about it Monday. So like, can we understand, please? Like I want us all to be on the same page with this story. The incident happened April 18th. She goes to the hospital for vomiting and was diagnosed with a concussion April 22nd. The officer followed up with her about the incident on April 25th, and the charges were officially filed April 30th, and Weaver was drafted May 1st. So the charges were officially filed before then, uh, before he was drafted. The Titans drafted him and learned about it after the fact. But if the Titans had done their due diligence, like Titans for Life says, the other uh, three teams who claim they knew about it, you have to have a conversation with Weaver, his agent, his camp, that says something happened on April 18th. They hire people to look at these things. Right. They're a billion-dollar company, guys. They're a billion-dollar company. They've got HR. They've got all of these things that a regular company and a big company, they employ a ton of people. They have a to, to get more employees. It's just it's literally HR, right? When you apply for a job, humans resources, you've got to go through and they do background checks. If there's a drug test, they drug test your ass. If you fail the drug test, you aren't hired. There are guys that do background research on this. Now, instead of you making, you know, $65,000 for a cube job, you're talking about making multi-millions of dollars as an NFL football player. You don't think, like, and you, you, they're not hiring, like, 50 people. They're only hiring less than 10 each from a, year. From a pool of, like, they, you know, their draft board's not, like, thousands of people. But that, so let, let's simplify this. There is zero excuse that they should have released a statement on Monday saying we just learned about this. Especially because, like, oh, my gosh, like, how many times in Zoom press conferences has John Robinson and Mike Vrabel been asked how are you going to go about this type of draft process without 30 visits, without being able to travel to all these pro days and have all these different in-person conversations with draft picks? And they have five Zoom meetings and John Robinson said, you know, we're going to bring a lot more people to in on the Zoom meetings to, to vet this guy. The vetting process is going to be more extent and more thorough. And then here we are. Here we are. Rashad Weaver's drafted after a charges were filed for assault on him. So I, I want to go back to something because we we listened to a video on Nick Saban. Ands and butts. Ands and butts. The problem is they didn't know the butt. Yeah. They didn't figure out the butt. That's the issue. And I want to go back to what you brought up, Zach, and the graphic that you created because the most damning thing about this is because, yeah, okay, allegations are allegations. We have we all have to understand that the legal part of this process has to play out. But my God, this quote, before leaving the bar, Mr. Weaver stated to other officers on the scene that he had no problem hitting a female if they needed it, according to the complaint. Like, that is just bad. Like, you don't, if you say that, even without anything physical happening, it just shows a lot about who you are. Yeah, we talk about the interview process, and and you mentioned that they brought more people onto these zooms. I mean, I I flat out ask them, like, are you have you been in trouble? Uh, have you 
Have you previously been in trouble with the law? Have you ever been charged with something? I, and I don't know if there's rules and regulations which you can and cannot ask, but I'd find those and I'd push the limit. Austin, you know how uh, we interview people. I'm pretty upfront. I, I, I ask them. I don't give a damn because I want the right people working for our company. Just like John Robinson and Mike Vrabel want the right people a part of their company, I feel like they should do the same thing. But it's honestly not about the interview. It's about the people getting paid single-handedly. Give me 50 targets of players that you could draft and have one guy go do research on all of them leading up to the day of the draft. Yeah. And you know what? From here on out, they'll probably do that because lessons learned. But Yeah, but again, they should have already learned it because of what Isaiah Wilson was. It's Isaiah the back, Wilson, it's, I, I find very unique, I, I, and I don't know the process. Obviously, during a COVID year, it's so crazy. Like, I, it's like Isaiah Wilson. The day he was drafted, he took crazy pills, and it, I, I don't know, and I don't know anything about Isaiah Wilson prior to being drafted by the Tennessee Titans. But it didn't sound like there was this type of character within Isaiah Wilson prior to him getting money. And it's like, again, the crazy pills so, kicked in once yeah. he got a check. Isaiah Wilson completely bamboozled the entire organization. That's and, hard to do. And, and like, I, there's part of me that does feel bad for John Robinson and the Titans. Uh, I, I thought you were about to say Isaiah Wilson. No, no, no. Screw that guy. I don't feel I bad for him whatsoever. No, I do, feel, I do feel some sympathy for John Robinson for just being played like that. Because everything – because we – he – Isaiah Wilson played us like that. All of his quotes after the draft, before he showed up for camp out of shape, everything Isaiah Wilson said post-draft before camp was perfect. I love taking people's souls. I love, oh, I can't wait to be a part of this family. I can't wait to learn from the veteran guys on this offensive line. Like all these things were great, but the guy just flipped. And, and now he is what he is. And you know what? Brent is right, and this is just how responsibilities ha- – and, and sometimes it's unfortunate, but Brent says at the end of the day, all the blame falls on the guy that drafted him, and that's John Robinson. He picked him. He right. submits it because that's something that we figured out early on. Amy Adams Strunk gave John Robinson the keys to the roster. When Mike Vrabel was hired, John Robinson still had keys to the roster. John Robinson had keys to the roster when he was – Hired after Mike Malarkey, <laughs> who he then fired soon after. So it does fall on one guy. Austin, here's a question. Do you think we'll hear from John Robinson this week? Well, notoriously, we do. Notoriously, John Robinson does a very good job of getting in front of this and actually saying, hey, I'm going to hold a press conference later this week, and I'm going to tell you what I did and did not know, and I'll either apologize, take responsibility, or deal with it. Right, I mean, I, I that's we've kind of known that. I mean, he, he, I didn't want to call the man crying, but he was emotional after Kevin died. Very, right, I mean, he was he was showing tears. I mean, the right? guy, yeah, and and, but I think again, uh, that uh, Kevin Dodd was a long time ago. You learn your lesson. Well, you learn about and Kevin Dodd was also the guy's first draft as a GM. Right, and that meant something to him. But do you think we'll hear from him this week? I mean, we were supposed to. I know, I know. Um, the tight he was supposed to be making rounds um, as early as today, and so we'll find out really what happens with it. But here's here's something I'm curious about: 
how should the Titans handle Rashad Weaver moving forward? Because we've talked about this. The preliminary hearing is not until October 5th. That's like month two of the NFL season. So how should the Titans handle Rashad Weaver moving forward? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and Suttles. Yeah, Calvin and Soto is where you need to get your hardwood floors. They're right here in Middle Tennessee. You can go online at calvinandsuttle.com or you could give them a call at 615-448-6414. Look, I've featured a ton of hardwood floors on this show. This is the Angelino. This Angelino is a lighter shade of hardwood floor, and this thing will pop inside your kitchen. It will brighten up your entire house. I think that's the best part. Call about Angelino. You'll remember about that. The city of angels, the house of angels. That's what your wife will be walking around saying, man, I feel like I've got angel wings on, on my back. That's what that your entire family will feel. This is a great hardwood floor. You can give them the call. One to two weeks, once you pick out your perfect hardwood floor, they order the material and install. 615-448-6414. That's 615-448-6414. If you're thinking about new hardwood floors, Think about Calvin and Subtle. Who wants uh, free 100 bucks from BetMGM? If you're a new user, you download the app, use our code ATOZ100. So this is for today only. ATOZ100, and you put a $1 bet on the Braves Nationals, and if either team hits a single home run, you win $100, regardless of that bet's playout, right? So a $1 bet, on anything Braves Nationals, and as long as there's one home run hit, you win $100. Download the app. This is for new users. Download the BetMGM app. Use the promo code today, ATOZ100. That's ATOZ100 uh, for this promo here for the Braves Nationals game today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. must be present in Tennessee for gambling problem support. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 800 889 9789. So, Zach, uh, we're asking how should the Titans handle Rashad Weaver moving forward? Uh, Zach, well, I'll send you to the uh, comment section to see what the people are saying. Ronnie says they have to cut him if this stuff is factual. Uh, Chris says, feels like we're going backwards. Uh, if it's true, he has to go from Scott Weaver. The Titans should wait for the case to play out for Titans forever. Give him a second chance from Sir Easter's. Uh, let's see. The whole organization should be embarrassed from 10. Oh, there's no doubt that's true. Uh, Martavia says facts. Hope it's not true. Uh, they, they shouldn't owe him anything if not under contract. Michael says summons was issued on, uh, five, three, which was yesterday. Right. But people knew about this prior to the draft. Yeah, three teams are claiming to Paul Kaharski that they knew about it. Because this happened April 18th. Chris says, I almost want to cut him today. Uh, I almost want to say cut him today. So they should not cut him today. And yeah, I, think, I, I think Kelkins had the best comment that I've seen so far, and it scrolled past. But he, Kelkins said, don't sign him to a contract until you know a lot more of what's happening here. Because the, the, the fact is, that signing these rookies to a contract is a long process. And there might be, there's usually typically a mandatory rookie minicamp the week or two following the NFL draft. It's different this year, like it was last year. So I don't know exactly what that plan is, but 
uh, you don't have to sign these dudes until contract uh, until the season, right? I'm, so I think if you're the Tennessee Titans, you work on signing all your other picks and put him over on the side and say, we're not going to approach your contract until we know a lot more of this. However damning all of these allegations are, Trucks 1982 gets the love of the show, even though he's on Periscope slash Twitter, so I can't really physically do that. You're innocent until proven guilty. No doubt. And all of these social media warriors, uh, it's it's inexcusable for the Titans not to know about the situation prior to drafting him, but the situation is the situation. You have to let that play out in court. You can't jump to conclusions. Now, businesses can, right? We've seen that a lot before. The NFL will suspend indefinitely, and I'm curious to see what they'll have to do. But at the end of the day, you are innocent until proven guilty. In today's age, that unfortunately flies out the window once people pick up their phone and get on Twitter, right? Because you have cancel culture. You have these these warriors, these social warriors trying to – you have to let it play out and figure out what is true, what is false in the court of law. We have to go by these standards. We live in a society. We have to remember that. Now, it's not perfect. Our our judicial system is not perfect. But it's still a system. I can't go kill a guy and keep going with my life. That's illegal. Okay? So we still have to abide by the rules and the laws and the structure of the world we live in in the United States of America. Innocent until proven guilty. So, Austin, I agree with you. You don't do a damn thing with his contract or put a contract in front of him. The problem is, Austin, court date's not until October 5th. October 5th is in the middle of the damn season. Right. And and so you can't just wait until after this entire legal process is done. I don't know off the top of my head of like, if there's a, a, excuse me, a deadline of signing a rookie contract or not, or if it's like a holdout process, it's a weird situation because ideally it's you wait to do anything with Rashad Weaver until the legal process plays out, but you can't really do that because of the timing of the season. So, so, you have at least until July, the end of July. So you've got all of May, all of June, and all of July until you really need to do something because Rashad Weaver and training camp is not until like the last weekend of July. So you've got about three full months to wait and to be patient to see what happens legally before the Titans really need to do anything with it. So two things. Stephen Wood says 100% it is settled out of court. Then Don comes back and says the timing stinks of the money grab. So usually how these things work, now he's a fourth-round pick. He's not a first-round pick. Usually in a first-round pick, that's why Jalen Waddle was iced out, is because the agent fronts them money knowing that they're going to get that back. They kind of hedge their bet of, all right, I'll give this guy $200,000 because he's about to sign you know, a $20 million contract, right? A fourth-round pick – it's not the same way. Now, an agent, he has an agent. I don't know what kind of money he's given him, but he doesn't have that type of money. He doesn't have any money yet. Right? <laughs> so it's, it, it, and that's why I'm more with Don is the timing stinks of a money grab. I'm saying not in the, it smells like a money grab. I think it stinks because there is no money grab. Well, something happened on April 18th. Right? Something happened. And... Again, why, if you're a prospective draft pick. But who who made this woman go to the ground? 
How did she get to the ground? How did she get diagnosed with the concussion days later? How did she continue to vomit? And the two witnesses, there were two witnesses. One claimed that they saw Weaver punch her in the face. The other one said they did not see the punch, but saw her hit the ground. That th Those are the only stories that the complaint filed, the information that we know. We've got to figure out that in the court of law. That, that's yeah, the only way. I can't assume. I don't know. I wasn't there. April 18th in the morning. At two, I don't even know what I was doing at 2.30 well, a.m. I, I, I was probably asleep. I heard Ramon Foster uh, this morning on The Zone, who played for the Steelers for 11 years, knows Pittsburgh, said basically that area of Pittsburgh, the south side, uh, good things don't happen after midnight in that area. It's one of those uh, entertainment districts where there's a lot of bars, a lot of nightlife where bad things happen after 2 a.m., right? Like it's all, most, I would say probably 90% of the dumb things I've done in my life have af have happened between the hours of like 1 and 4 a.m., right? Or, or even a little later than that. So if you're a prospective draft pick, you cannot – Cannot put yourself in a situation like this. Oh yeah, I mean, we, and that, several several people uh, on the in the chat, you guys are asking, where's the video footage? Who knows if that's something that's going to come out in the next week or so? Because I guarantee you, um, a lot of journalists in the Pittsburgh area, maybe journalists here, will will go that guy, forward. yeah, John, John McGonigal will probably go after and ask that bar or ask the police if there is uh, video evidence. It's public record to put out there. So because into and that's the the cold hard truth. Video is all you need. That's the evidence that people need as as to form an opinion outright. We saw that in Ray Rice. If we don't have Ray Rice's video, Ray Rice probably still plays football a year afterwards. Agree. Yeah, yeah. Dadson yeah. says, Austin, you think he doesn't deserve the freedom to celebrate and live? It's it's about decision making, Dadson. It's not it's not about the freedom to go out and have fun. It's decision making. It's knowing <laughs> when to go home, Dadson. knowing when to go home, knowing when to remove yourself from a situation because you got bigger things. Like if you're Rashad Weaver, if you're anybody who just got drafted to the NFL, you've got bigger things on your plate than having a night of fun at two a.m. Like, come on, Dadson. Bad comment. Dadson, bad comment. Having fun. Hey, we're just having fun. No. Read the report. That wasn't fun. No fun, sir. Yeah, Damon says, wasn't the report that she had no physical evidence of getting punched? Sounds like he pushed her to the ground and she hit her head. Textbook set out of court for money. Look, that, that Dadson's not... That's vastly assumption. <laughs> but, but Damon's not incorrect that there, there was the two... Uh, uh, witnesses, right? One said they saw the punch. One said they did not. It but has she, to be proved. Right? But she did fair. have she did have a concussion, and so and there was some type of altercation, including her throw her saying she threw a drink on him. So there was some. Is it type okay of, to push a, a woman to the ground? No. You're, so no. does it matter? Right. If if he caused it's the, the concussion, same thing to me. A personally, I, I, I and this is my personal moral opinion. Uh, punching a girl in the face and pushing her to the ground is the exact same thing. Well, I, they're both bad. Punching no, a woman. They're not I, the exact same thing. In they're my both, opinion, they are. 
they're both despicable and they're both unacceptable. You have to find a way, and this is a key that a lot of people don't know. You have to be smart enough to find a way out of that situation. No, absolutely. You just even don't if do you, it, again, you don't do it. You run away. You, walk, you walk have two away. legs. You're a pro at, or you're about to be a pro athlete. Get away. Run your ass away. Yes. It's not that hard. <laughs> and 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 I don't give a I don't give a damn what anybody says about you know, well, you know, sometimes they're the run away. There's a, be the bigger man. There there's also responsibilities of moral society. And that is of my personal opinion, pushing somebody a female to the ground and punching them or I I don't know, doing whatever, assaulting them in some way, uh you've you've now gotten on one side of the list in my book. Thank you, Titans for Life. They're both bad, but they're not the same thing. It's like saying first and second degree murder is the same. It's not, they're both awful. They're both unacceptable. And it's something that you cannot do. And, but they I are, said, in my opinion. Okay, that's fine. But they, in my I, opinion, I, I, if you guys didn't listen to me, which it didn't sound like you two did, or any of the other chat that's no, disagreeing, I, I, listen I literally I said, I in my moral opinion. That's fine. I understand that. But in my opinion, they're both. Uh, yeah, like Rob says, they're both assault, but they are different. One's probably a strict, a stronger sentence than the other, but they're both I, I something. Said moral that you opinion. Cannot... Okay, Do you know what All that right. means. All right. Okay, I'll get. You Obviously, you don't. Okay, I'll I'll get I'll give you that. All right. A to Z Sports here live. Uh, you know, it's just a it going back to the Titans thing. It's just something that they cannot afford to have happen. It's just something that they cannot. They could not do this, and they did it. And it's it's unbelievable that that happened. So uh, we'll we'll change directions and talk a little quarterbacks here uh, on A to Z Sports on this Monday. But don't forget uh, if you for if you miss our Bone and Joint Institute Doc Talk segment about Caleb Farley yesterday with Dr. Michael McNamara, go find it. It was great. It's like 13 minutes long. A lot of great information from Dr. McNamara about the back surgeries that Caleb Farley has gone through and how an athlete can project to what their career could look like. So really good stuff there. The Bone and Joint Institute is the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So go check it out, boneandjointtn.org. I want to clarify this because the chat's driving me nuts. Okay, so the definition of moral opinion, you guys you can agree, disagree with it, right? But moral, it is a belief. It is a personal belief, okay? So you could disagree with it, but it can't be wrong if it is a personal belief. Right, yeah, we're not talking criminal, but opinion. that's the problem. That's what the chat got misconstrued. But let's not get this misconstrued. I understand the definition of the differences of assault and punching a person and pushing them to the ground. I'm not an idiot. I said that's why I prefaced the freaking story with moral opinion. So let's understand that and don't get jump off the deep end and start arguing something that doesn't make any sense. All right, Zach. So. Let's talk quarterbacks now because, look, there's no way to smoothly transition uh, away from that topic to another topic. So let's just do it like this. Rookie quarterbacks to start week one. Rookie quarterbacks to start week one over or under three and a half. Over or under three and a half rookie quarterbacks to start week one. I, I find this very interesting to talk about. Uh, so, Zach, how do you feel about this conversation? I, I, I'm glad we're done with the previous one. But I I like these, like, little NFL quick hitters we've been doing. Like, yeah. you know, yesterday we did the Aaron Rodgers. Today we're doing the over-under rookie quarterback. So, so 
in my opinion, this is tough. We've got Eric says under, Patrick says under, Chris says under, uh, Steven goes over, Darius goes over, Apollo goes under, Karen goes under. I mean, there's so many damn comments, sorry. John Doe says under, uh, which is a funny name. <laughs> Billy goes under. So our, our buddy Alan Bell, who will be hosting A to Z Sports Picks presented by Ben and GM today at 2 o'clock. So if you want some winners, they've got you today at 2 o'clock. Uh, uh, A to Z Sports Picks right here where you're watching right now. Alan put this out yesterday with a line of over or under 2.5. And, and Zach and I were talking, and that was from Sportsline where Alan works. Zach and I were talking pre-show about how we thought the better conversation was move that over under up to three and a half instead of two and a half. And the caveat with that is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G holds the key to this bet. Let's just talk through this. Austin, do you agree or disagree that Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson will be day one starters? Those guys feel like they're going to start. Who, who would start? I, I, There's nobody. Trevor there's Lawrence nobody is going to start. There's nobody around Zach Wilson that's going to start over. No, no. No. And the Jets can't afford that. So and there's so you, two. So you look at the, who, okay, who is the next quarterback drafted? Well, it was Trey Lance. So that's what we'll come back to him in a second. Then it's Justin Fields. Andy Dalton is there. He QB1, apparently. Right, right. So Andy Dalton could get at least week one. Uh, but Justin Fields has time to upset that. So Justin Fields is a player in this. I think the one guy in the first round that's really not a factor in week one starting is Mac Jones because of the. Cam Newton just resigned in New England. So and he already has a year under his belt in New England to know the offense. That is the key thing, right? Like Mac Jones, and out of all these quarterbacks, don't didn't we all feel that Mac Jones was least ready? That was that was the reasoning that the 49ers, and I had to wear a Puka shell necklace the last two shows, is because the 49ers felt that Trey Lance was more ready than Mac Jones. Now they didn't say that Trey Lance was more ready than Jimmy Garoppolo. But I, I agree. The Patriots now set aside this conversation. So it's really it's between the Bears and the 49ers, in which I thought the Bears were going to trade up. I actually I don't care about the Bears. I love the pick by the Bears. And I am now cheering for, uh, for Justin Fields because the Bears finally did something to make their fan base happy. Whether he'll work or not, they'll at least give hope for two years right. at minimum. But Justin Fields... I think, do you think the fan, and, and the Bears are the Bears, and I don't know enough about the organization and what Matt Nagy has built. Well, the defense is good. We know that. I know I'm saying of the decision-making of, do they are they there to make their fans happy? Because uh, to make their fans happy, they have Justin Fields start day one. Right, and so here's, here's how I play it out. So I think uh, Lawrence... Wilson are day one starters. I think Fields is a day one starter. So that's three. We put our line at three and a half, right? So I'll take the over because a lot of you guys, I've been holding back one, one quarterback who I think is a game changer in this bet, and you guys are on it now. There's a lot of comments that have started to fly in. Davis Mills for the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans traded up to get Davis Mills with their first draft pick in the entire damn weekend. And with Deshaun Watson situation, Davis Mills is a great option that I think pushes this over three and a half. Tyrod Taylor? 
Screw Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> the, well, the Chargers got the benefit of Tyrod Taylor having bad medical advice by the team doctors and gave him the opportunity to start, and Tyrod Taylor never saw the job again. Now he's in Houston. He's better. I, that's a tough one. I, See, I, I, but we're I, talking about three. I'm trying to get to four, right? So we've got two. We know two, barring injury to Fields or, or I'm sorry, to Lawrence or Wilson. So we need two of the three here, or really two of the four, and that is Lance, Fields, Mac Jones, and Davis Mills. Because we know Kyle Trask, who went to the Bucs, no. So if you're betting one out of the four, that's a pretty good bet. Well, you need two out of the four to get to four. To get to yeah, the, we're to, trying to get to four, but on uh, on the bets, you're only trying to get to three. Well, yeah, Alan Bell put out from CBS Sports Line that, that who he works for that they had the number at two and a half. So if it's two and a half, you hit that over as fast as you can. Yeah, you. But take I that. think I think for our conversation's sake, three and a half is the better conversation. Yeah, I agree. So you think Davis Mills will start day one? I think there's a I think there's a, absolutely a chance where I would be it makes me willing to bet on over three and a half for probably longer odds, which is more return. I think Tyrod Taylor will start day one. What do you think about Justin Fields and Andy Dalton? I think Fields is our day one starter. Ah oh, man, I do too, because I think that that coaching staff is desperate and they need to start now. They they may not have the opportunity to move to Fields if Andy Dalton comes out there and they start one and three. Their goose is going to be cooked. So you'd rather start Justin Fields and see what he's got, make him make the rookie mistakes, yeah. and see at least die with Fields, right? If you're going to get fired, you're going to get fired. And then the Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance conversation, what do you think happens there? Well, can they trade Jimmy Garoppolo? They Well, they would have. Right, you would you would think that if they were going to trade Jimmy G, then they already would have done it, so they get something back for this draft. I think Jimmy G starts day one. I agree. I think Trey Lance is more of a um, look. I'm about to say something. I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way. I think Trey Lance is more comparable to the situation that Pat Mahomes was drafted into. No, I I understand what you're saying. I, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. The, I wasn't going to jump on you. The, Alex the, Smith, Jimmy G, they play out to start, and the young, talented guy gets to kind of wait in the wings for a little bit, and then who knows when they take it up. Yeah, and there has been comparisons to the way and style that Trey Lance can play compared to Patrick Mahomes. There's only one Patrick Mahomes, though, right? Like, right. Now, not, I'm not saying that, but it is. I think the situation – that Lance was drafted into feels comparable to the situation that Mahomes was drafted into. And Jimmy G's contract, which I do think is important, like, are you going to have a guy sit on the bench where in 2021 his base salary is $24 million? That's a no from me, dog. The Titans did it. Not, not, it was after week six, but the Titans did that a couple they, of years But ago. we're not talking week six. Week six, yeah, no, everything's free game because right. you can play your way out of $24 million after six weeks of poor play. Week one, you're getting the football and you're getting the opportunity, especially because of injury. I wonder what the odds are on there. Trey Lance versus Jimmy G, day one starter. I put a lot on Jimmy G. Yeah, I think Jimmy G starts. So I I, I still think 
the to get you to four rookie quarterbacks to start week one, it's Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Davis Mills. Those are my four. Yeah, I agree. All right, Zach, it's that time. It's Tuesday. Time for trivia. Ten trivia questions. I'm about to look up our record from this past uh, week because we took the week off because we did draft trivia that did not count because you were not involved. But uh, sports trivia, we got ten questions. Zach's going to give us the questions. We all are on the same team, and there's only one rule. No Googling, but first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. We broadcast live from that great dealership. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. Wilson County Hyundai, they have your perfect make and model, whether it's the 2021 Hyundai Sonata or the Hyundai Elantra. Those are sedans or that Palisade. If you see at the bottom of your screen, that white Palisade, 2021s, they have them in stock. They're flying off the shelves, but they do have them in stock. We checked with Payne Bone and his team last week. When, uh, when we were there, they've got them. And this is a plush full-size SUV. It's got third-row seating. It's got captain seats. It's got leather interior, all the bells and whistles. It's got a moonroof. I mean, it is slick. Both Austin and I have test drove that vehicle. Highly recommend it. SUV Palisade. That's what I'm talking about. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. You could go check out their prices and inventory there. Or... Actually go to the dealership and feel the fire behind the wheel and test drive one of those bad boys. A to Z Sports, our title sponsor of our morning show is BetMGM, the king of sports books. A to Z Sports Picks is coming up today at 2 o'clock. So get ready for that with Brian Edwards and Alan Bell today at 2 p.m. Giving you guys some winners uh, for tonight. Uh, I'm going to make sure I watch that for sure. And don't forget this promo code today. And this is only for... Today, if you download the app at BetMGM, use the code ATOZ100. You bet $1 on the Braves-Nationals game. Any bet for $1, you will win $100 if anybody hits a home run. It's easy as that. So bet $1 to win $100 if a home run is hit using code ATOZ100 when you download and deposit and sign up with the BetMGM app. So check that out there. A to Z Sports Picks coming up at 2 o'clock today. Zach, let's do it. We're at 75%. We're 45 of 60. 8 and 2 is what we need to keep this thing rolling. So let's get this thing rocking. Well, you mentioned baseball. We'll start with a Major League Baseball question. All right. Who, as a Phillies outfielder, won a gold glove in 2010? Who, as a Phillies outfielder, won a gold glove in 2010. I, you know what I want to say? Who? Was this Jim Edmonds late in his career? Did Jim Edmonds leave the Cardinals and go to the Phillies late in his he career? He played for a bunch of teams towards the end. Because he's an outfielder. And so Bobby says Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard played first base and first base only because that dude <laughs> wasn't moving very fast anywhere. But this is right around the time Ryan Howard was hitting – Home runs in 2010. Outfielder. Shane Victorino. Shane Victorino is an was infielder. Infield, yeah. Um, he had a question mark on it. Ronnie yeah. says Jason Worth. Ooh, but Jason Worth was playing for the Phillies at the time. I love that answer. I believe that is the answer. Jason yeah. Worth, because he signed the big contract with the Nationals. He made his money with the Nationals. Okay. Well, Matt Matt says Victorino was a center fielder. Was he? 
I thought he was shortstop. I, I thought he was short. I thought he was a middle infielder. Maybe I'm wrong though. I I I don't. There's a so lot. It's of- really oh so so big league design says Victorino played all over. So maybe we're. I man, we're either between Shane Victorino or Jason Worth. The chat is leaning towards Shane Victorino. So gold glove, right? Victorino is more likely to get a gold glove than Worth. I would agree, but I I, think- I believe that Worth has a gold glove. Okay, so Matt brings up, yeah, that was the Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley middle infield group with uh, the Phillies. You're right. I kind of like the Shane Victorino answer. I'm okay to relinquish worth and go with Victorino. All right, Shane Victorino, final A to Z. The correct answer is Shane Victorino. All right, all right, good job. Good job, guys. Good job, chat. Okay, 1-0 start. Zach, what's question two? Uh, question two is a tough one. How many yards? And here, here's what I'll do for this one. I think this is only fair. You get, oh, we get over under three yards. Okay. How many yards did Kurt Warner throw for in Super Bowl 34? Say it one more time. How many yards did Kurt Warner throw for in Super Bowl 34? Over under, we get three. So if we're in three, either way, plus or minus. Plus or minus. I think that's only fair because this is a tough one. And that was against the Titans. That's why I, I saw it. I was like, we got to – maybe oh. maybe we can get the exact one. That would be pretty – Because the crazy thing is it really wasn't that cr- mon- that much until he threw the big touchdown at the very end to Isaac Bruce. <laughs> you know, where it went like 75 yards. Oh. Yeah. Scott says 4.15. Titans wife says around like 425. I think it was in the 400s. Yeah, I do too. Because the second half, he had a big second half. Well, no, they had a big first half. The problem was he had a big first half with the Titans defense forced field goals. Ah, that's right. And then. Which was unique because they never forced field goals. Right. Or the the Rams, the Rams never touchdown. kicked field goals, settled for field goals. And so I, I want to, 415 has been a popular answer. I feel like we got to go with 415. 415, so we get anywhere from 411 to 417. Yeah, if we want to do that. I say we do that. Final A to Z. 414. <laughs> we got it. We were one off, but I I think the three was fair. Was 415? 414. That's what we answered, 414. I thought you answered 415. I think I, no, I said 414 because I said 411 to 417. Did I misspeak? I'm on. I'm on less sleep. It than doesn't you. matter because we're we got three. So I don't. I can't. Yeah, I I'll win either way. Two and zero. Oh. Good job, team. Oh, that was a good question for a Titans audience. I said four fifteen because I'm stupid apparently. But that's yeah. Okay. You definitely said fifteen. Uh, well, okay. Uh, I don't know if we've uh, had this one. Who won the NBA Six Man of the Year award in 2011? This feels like Jamal Crawford territory. <laughs> it felt like Lamar Odom territory, but too late. We're a too couple late. of years off. Jamal Crawford. L- Lamar Odom was like the late 2000s with those Kobe Powell Odom where he came off the bench and like 08, 09, 2010. Jason Terry. Ooh. Jason Terry is a really good, really 2000, good. Okay. So I can, let's, let's go by NBA championships in 2010, 2011 season. 
the Mavs beat the Heat in their first in LeBron's first year in Miami. The second year, which is 2011-2012, was Miami beating Oklahoma City. So this feels like Jason, Jason Terry. Terry. Right? I, Jason. I, and Donald was the first one to to bring it up. We is also this, have a, is this the year that he had the uh, the trophy tattooed as well? But also you had Harden because this again the year after the and and Harden ooh it's either Jason Terry or, or James Harden and then you have Ginobili. These are all three really good answers. Dang. Repeat the question, Kyle asks. So the question is, who won the NBA's Sixth Man of the Year award in 2011? Man, I, Lamar Odom. This was like at the, this was after the Lakers were good, though. This is when the Lakers started to really suck. Because I was in college, and the and I was that was when the Lakers were. I don't think it's Lamar Odom. I don't think it is either. I think it. My a gut says it's Jason Odom. Terry. Hunter Morgan saying Odom. Odom is the very a very popular answer. I mean, I, I said that initially, but we didn't. We kind of do we go with the most popular answer of the chat with Lamar Odom, or do we go with Jason Terry, who was an NBA champion that year? Right. He was an NBA champion. Man, everybody's saying Lamar Odom. I feel like we need to go Lamar Odom. The chat has been good so far today. Okay. All right, Lamar Odom, final A to Z. The correct answer is Lamar Odom. Wow, good job, guys. All right, No Googling. No Googling. 3-0 chat. We have to reiterate, no Googling. Right. Then we'll have to go quicker on these answers. Right, so... And, three- and I, I don't want to have to force... A time limit on these things. I know. But we will. Uh, that's my threat. It's not. It's a threat. So, uh, chat, don't don't Google. That, I, I thought we had some three pretty good answers. All right, next up is uh, a little bit more difficult. Who was the first golfer to win over a million dollars in a single year? So, what year, what era, what decade do we think that was in, right? David Duvall. <laughs> um, do we think that was a 90s thing, or do we think that was like an 80s thing, or 70s? It's an early 90s thing. I don't, I don't think Jack could have brought in a million bucks on the course, right? Is this on the course? A million dollars, one a million dollars in one year, right? Right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, this is on the course, not endorsements. Well, I mean, the, the question is, who was the first golfer to win over a million dollars in a single year? So win says yes, it's just on the course. We've got a lot of Payne Stewart's, but a lot of question marks. <laughs> Jack was... Jack falls within that, like, maybe too early, but he was the best golfer, which would make sense. Yeah. Arnold Palmer's too old, I think. I think it's between Tiger and Jack. I I think we need to go Jack. You want to lock it in? Final A to Z. 
Jack Nicholas, not Jack Nicholson, Garrett. Jack Nicholas. Final A to Z. Wrong. Oh, man. Allen. Arnold Palmer, man. Just Clint, did he go undefeated back in the 60s? Uh, that is the correct answer. All Arnold Palmer. Wow, we missed on that one. Okay, so we're, we are three and one. We, we're not quite halfway through. Three and one. So, Zach, what's question five? Question five is a tennis question. How many U.S. Open single titles did John McEnroe win? Oh, God. How many U.S. Open singles titles did John McEnroe win? So, like, Federer is, like, what's the overall? Isn't it like 19, no, 20-something overall? So then I kind of quarter those, right, if the greatest. And McEnroe was good at the U.S. Open. I do know that. We got a six, a four, and an eight. Yeah, I, I mean, my gut was like a four. but So I, read, it, read it one more time. We've got two eights now. How many U.S. Open singles titles did John McEnroe win? U.S. Opens. U.S. Opens. I think eight is way too many U.S. Opens. I think I, four makes sense. Four is my gut. Just like Lamar Odom was my gut, four was my gut. I don't know if it's right, though. Just U.S. Opens. Just U.S. Opens. We got five, five has become a popular answer. Johnny says seven. Kevin says four. <laughs> we have no definite. Reverb says pretty sure four. I think we need to go four and finally to Z lock this in. The correct answer is four. Yes. Yes. That was big. That was big. That was, that big. was a guess. That was a guess win. Yeah, we're four and one halfway through trivia real quick. Let me tell you about Mandu, the pulse of fitness for one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. It's full-body electronic muscle simulation. Seriously, go check it out for your first uh, free workout. It's worth that because you're going to really need to experience this thing to understand what we're talking about. It can help you achieve your fitness goals no matter where you are in that process. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Next up, we have a difficult question that I'm, I'm curious to talk through. What two teams did the Miami Heat sweep in the 2005 NBA playoffs? So this was Dwayne Wade's championship first, year. First championship. They came back and won 4-2 to two after going down 0-2 to the Mavs to win. But 5 this is a like, I don't know. Like I and I'm kind of disappointed that I don't know, but I you know I kind of want to say the Pacers, or were the Pacers in a rebuild because they went to the finals in 2001 and Reggie I they, Miller? I, I I want to say they played the Pacers in the first round. Okay, that's something. Rob says Nets and Wizards, Wizards. Cavs and Sixers. I mean, <laughs> all I know, Ronnie. I'm the same way. I Preston can't believe says I don't Pacers know. Bulls. Huh? Preston says Pacers Bulls. I'll read the question again. What two teams did the Miami Heat sweep in the 2005 NBA playoffs? Five. 
man, I, I, I still really feel like Pacers are one of them. You want to go Pacers and Wizards? Wizards. That's the Wizards so- seem right because this is Rob like Rob says Nets and Wizards. By God, so Orlando says definitely the Nets are one. I mean, Rob has been pretty. 2005, Dom. Uh, but, Rob but, has been pretty open with Nets and Wizards. He came Orlando out right out of the gates. Let's just go Nets and Wizards. Final A to Z. We're doing it. The correct answer, Nets and Wizards. Okay. And that was not Googled because Rob had that really early. Yeah, and and, appara- and that's not the year. They won the title in 06, not 05. So we had our playoffs wrong. Then how was that known? I don't know, but we got it right pretty quick. So we're we are five and one. Let's keep it rolling. All right. Next question. How much did Jose Canseco sell his World Series ring for? Oh man. <laughs> I knew I was gonna get that reaction. Like seventeen thousand dollars. I, I I mean, this is a good question. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'll do I think we do a plus minus a thousand. Yeah, this is a wild question. I mean, this is going to be the the one we miss. We we just need to to chalk this up as and give it a random guess, and then move forward and try to. I, I say let's go. I I don't know why I said seventeen thousand, but I don't know what year he sold it. So, Puka you, says twenty one thousand. Let's do you. We got over under a thousand. So okay, plus or minus a thousand. So let's go with uh, twenty two thousand. Final A to Z. Canseco ain't that cheap. $40,000. All right, so we missed that one. So we're five and two. All we have to do, guys, is just get these last three questions right. That's all we need. Steroids in a pack of cheese. Uh, All right, so we got three questions left, Zach. Let's see here. What kind of grass is traditionally used at Wimbledon? Ooh. Bermuda? I feel, <laughs> I feel like somebody's going to know this. What type of grass is traditionally used at Wimbledon? The grass at Wimbledon is green. green. <laughs> Billy's favorite color is green. Uh, so we're getting fescue. Fescue makes sense. Scott's turf builder. <laughs> Fescue's definitely the most I popular mean, rye. I Kevin mean, comes in with rye. Reverb says rye grass. Crab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That plush crab grass. <laughs> rye grass is getting a lot of answers. So it's not fescue. Uh Kyle says, I know golf grass, but we're getting rye. Rye is tougher. So I think we need Cam to go says, with... for God's sack, it's rye grass. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's go rye grass. Final A to Z, rye. The correct answer is rye grass. Nice job, guys. For God's sack. <laughs> All right, for God's sack, let's move on. We are six and two. We got two more questions. Let's uh, let's get to eight and two. Who was the Yankees' full-time closer before Mariano Rivera? <laughs> 
This is a good question this is a that good I have question. no clue. But there's got to be Yankees fan, fans out there. I'll repeat the question. Who was the Yankees' full-time closer before Mariano Rivera? Wayland? Is that a guy? Lee Smith? Lee Smith. That's just a... Goose Gossage? Is that too far back? Wetland? Wetland is what Big League Design says. John Wetland. I feel like people are really high on John Wetland. I'll just be honest. I have no clue. So let's just go John Wetland, right? John Wetland, final A to Z? Well, you've said it now. John Wetland is there the correct go. answer. Man, the chat has been on it today. Like, I don't know where we would be, Zach, if we didn't have the chat. If it was just me and you today, we'd be in a bad spot. Uh, my, my one question is Rob, and I'd love for him to tell us how he knew the answer to the Miami Heat question. But he knew it fast. I, I get it. I'm not completely doubting him, but I am doubting him. Unless he's got like Siri listening to your voice, I, you know, I don't know. It's a hard, I, and I agree. It's a hard thing to quickly look up. Yeah. All right. So we are seven and two. This is the deci deciding factor of if we have a successful trivia or not. So we need to get this one right to improve our percentage. If we miss it, we drop our percentage. That's how it goes. So Zach, what is question number 10? Question number 10 is from the NFL. The Vikings 2018 season marked how many years under owner Ziggy Wilf? People want to lose this one. I'll read it once again. The Vikings 2018 season marked how many years under owner Ziggy Wilf? I mean, I know Ziggy Wolf. I know exactly what he looks like. I, billionaire. Um, I thought he recently purchased that. So I, it's not like. I, I think it's like 20. Maybe it's a pass down from the Wolf family. Ronnie says 16 years. 20? Where are Vikings fans at? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know Vikings fans. <laughs> Skull. I know one. Uh. Yeah, I I mean Stacy asked if we get a plus or minus years. No, was, you don't get one. We've used it exactly. Yeah. It's the final question. So let's just say, let's just say uh, he wasn't. Oh, Puka says he wasn't the owner in the eighties. So let's go. With, so two thousand eighteen. So let's go with twenty five. Ronnie, no. hold on. I didn't. I didn't lock it in yet. Ronnie says I believe he purchased in 02. So that would mean sixteen or fifteen. What do you want to do? Let's go fifteen. Fifteen. Final A to Z. Is this 25? 14. Ah! Oh, bummer. 14 would have been. 
and we didn't give ourselves a plus or minus at least one year. No, we couldn't do that because it's the last question. That hurts. God, that hurts. That stings. That's a tough question. That's really tough. So we were seven and three? Seven and three. I'll do it's not going to cut it. No. It's not going to cut our 75% marker. When we were one off, that we, we did some good math, and thanks. Uh, <sighs> Ronnie had the – Ronnie said 02, and so I, I was thinking 2018, so I was giving it a year of purchase. Because 02 would be – 16 years, but I, but in my mind, I said 15 because, like, you don't just like buy it and, like, okay, let's do it. Like, there's usually a process, and to you it. just needed two. Yeah. It was kind of like the LA Galaxy, one. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with Greg. Who the hell celebrates 14 years, man? So, uh, officially, we are at 74%. We dropped one point, we were at 75% going into today. We dropped down to 74%. So close. How many, uh, questions do we have we have we have three more weeks of this until we have to reach and, our marker so we really got to be on it the next few weeks yeah yeah that well, was a shout big out one. to the chat the chat yeah. got us to 70 percent today yep yep i'll take credit for lamar odom and four u.s open tiles for john right macaron though <laughs> you can have it that's fine <laughs> all right guys we'll see you on wednesday gonna have a big show don't forget a to z sports picks presented by ben mgm coming up at two o'clock Today with our guys, Alan Bell and Brian Edwards are going to have a good show. Get us some winners. I, I won last night. I turned up $8.31 free bet into 35 bucks. Sound bad. Not bad. All right, we'll see you guys later on. Have a good Tuesday. Adios.